What is going on, everybody? It's a day late Tuesday, but you know, you can be listening to the show anytime, anywhere, any place in the space con continuum in this reality itself. So it doesn't matter if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whenever I release the show. Welcome to the bus driver experience. Welcome back. Good to have you all back. And if you are new to the show, welcome to the bus driver experience and I am your bus driver and I'll be taking you on rides all across I don't know if you can you could travel across radio waves but that's a topic for another time um no sponsors so we have well again if you like the show new to the show already a listener plenty of ways to support this show I didn't say I live off the support but I'm grateful for the support, grateful for all the excursions and ventures that it in the past has led me towards. So if you want to support the show, subscribing to the show helps, leaving a five-star review in the podcast app on iTunes, or subscribing to the show on YouTube if you are listening to this on the podcast app or wherever you may be consuming this podcast audibly. Go over to the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe, share the show, all that stuff helps people find this content and connect with people like yourselves, myself, and whoever else, maybe future listeners or riders on the bus. But let's jump into today's episode. We have my guy, the one, the only, Guard. <laughs> we have my guy, Juan Bates, aka Big Guard. If you are a big guard, literally, you might be a little guard in height, but you play big basketball, you understand what my guy Big Guard's talking about, and you know about his YouTube channel and his Instagram commentary about high school, college, and pro ball. Juan is a guy I've came across through all these incredible basketball, if you want to call them influencers and people in the basketball content space. I didn't even know about this space when I was playing basketball, and now I've reconnected with all these hoopers who are, you know, really using the game as their vehicle to to inspire people, get in touch with people, and to uh, use the use the game as a whole new message that you know I at one point never thought imaginable. Um, Juan's a really cool dude. He's looking to use his platform and his basketball commentating to to really help these younger hoopers. Um, you know, see that there's going to be more to the game of basketball and to not still expand and play about this amazing game because we don't want to take anything for granted, especially, you know, the God-given, if you want to accuse those term, ability to hoop and to hoop at the peak physical performance you can while you can, but you still got to be ready for the next part. And you always have to diversify your skill sets and your knowledge. And Juan is looking to do that. I'm looking to do that, and I am pumped to bring him on the bus today. So, here we go. Episode 41, Juan Bates, a.k.a. Pico. Okay. You know, I really just call you Big Guard. I know your first name is Juan, but what is your last name? Can we share, can we share your last name, Bates? Yeah, Bates. Juan we can share it. Bates. Share it on but there. really, we got to cue this one off. The Big Guard! Big Guard! Big Guard! Yo, you, you got to you gotta pay me 10K to say the intro, bro. That's, really? Yeah, that's patent, bro. You know? I mean, we didn't get that. We didn't get know? that in writing first, but I, 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 will, I will cross okay. it out. Don't worry about it. No, just I can if, use if you play it in a video, for you, you my guy, you know, 
1500 Because I'm a big guard. 1500 Or, or that Syracuse jersey. I like it better. I we'll like see. One better. There's an orange one. I got a gray one. I got a blue yeah, one. I just take There's, orange. I got one navy blue one. Orange. I got to get that Syracuse one. Syracuse is known for being orange. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the orange. I, I, I've given away very few. I've given one away to uh, this dude in Japan. Okay. I was telling you about him yesterday. Yeah, you were telling me about him. The dude who found me online. I came across, didn't speak any lick of English, and we turned him into a pro basketball player. He, he just finished his first season in uh, Austria this year. Hey, congrats, man. That's what you do. He was, he's he's a big do. guard. Big guard. He's hey. Five nine, little Japanese guy, but uh, oh, he's a big guard. He's, he's a big, big guard. guard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we got him doing uh, his hex bar deadlifts. Got him on the. Uh, I hope that doesn't throw me out of focus right there. No, you. Jake, I think I got thrown out of focus. Some of these. Yeah. You know these? Yeah, I know. But we're the still bands. live though, Jake. Check out that cam. Um, amazing to improve your guards first step right there. Have you ever okay. used those? I I did not. I don't. But I got to. I do use them for most of my hips. Your hips? Yeah, I use it for my hips. Try those around like the ankle shins. Okay. And stand in that, you know, 90 degree stance. And then I just use it. Keep that one plant leg down and push towards like that first direction going this way. Oh, and so then, just moving with it. Yeah, just out. Yeah, I, I, warm, I warm up like that. No, no, but I keep one in place and then I do one backwards. So that way it's all first step directions. Yeah, yeah. I, I warm up like that. Zero to 45? I got a, a kit to you guys, the Z kit. The used, yeah, the Z kit. It's some guys who I met uh, All Star Weekend with you guys. They just did a video with with uh, Nick them. Really? Yeah, the Z kit. I, I think He's he, out here. He, some guy with a slick back hair. Exactly. Okay, I remember exactly. him from so, uh, when yes. we were in Chicago. We shout were, out to shout out to the Z kit. Yeah, shout out to the Z kit. <laughs> Anybody want to support them? BG twenty. Get big guards some money, and get your Z kit. Wow, Simple. you are a professional content creator. Yo, sir. right there. That's a good plug. Hey, big plug, big plug. Massive yeah, plug. So, quick, real quick, you know, explain to everybody what is the Big Guard, Big oh. Guard channel, who you are, and how you come into being the, the representative, the representative for, the, for, for the Big Guard. For us Big Guards. For, all right, bet. So, I mean, I'm a Juan Bates, college basketball player, well, former college basketball player, but just growing up and being a smaller guard, I always felt like it was never a platform to display this talent as well as to inspire and educate these individuals how to use their size to their advantage. So in high school, I used to play my coach one-on-one after practice, my assistant coach. Shout out to Coach Head, Brandon Gilmore of Hazelwood Central. And he used to go to the hole. And since we were the same height, but he was bigger than me, he used to go to the hole, hit me, lay the ball up, and he used to scream, big guard. <laughs> so it kind of rung in my head. Mm -hmm. I took it throughout college, and guys used to actually joke. Be like, what's up, big guard? Like, because I used to hit the weights heavy in college. Be like, what's up, big guard? You know, test me out. And uh, it literally just stuck. So after college, I was like, yo, you know what? I want to create some type of platform for smaller guys. And, and big guard, the name was just so like, it was like a catch-22 with it. It was mm -hmm. like small guards, call them big guards, make them think big, make them play big. And, you know, I just want my platform to pretty much display and show this talent and then eventually take the basketball vehicle and turn it into just like an ultimate platform for just, you know, life problems. But we may connect through basketball. Mm -hmm. But on here we could talk about, you know, mental health. We could talk about family. We could talk about masculine, feminine type of things just with the development of player and people. So I want Big Guard to kind of be really much that platform for athletes to pretty much share their stories and short films to inspire people, you know, and anything I could do for people to come to Big Guard and be inspired by, that's what I want to do. But the basketball part, you know, I vlog, I commentate, but I show love to the smaller guards. Well, basketball, it seems like, you know, 
it, it's our vehicle. Yeah, it's something sure. as much as we might want to be getting away from, we can't escape it. We can't. And you and you know, I think the problem for a lot of athletes is they fail to embrace that part of your life. Well, it's not even a trap, but it's like you have to be, it's you know, either either make your peace with it and be okay that you were a basketball player and that there's still so many things that you can get so funny from the game, so take funny, away from the game. So funny story is I ended my college career 79-79. I'm at the free throw line. I got two free throws. Started the season off hurt, suspended from the team first eight to ten games. Real quick, you were at what's it called in Miami? Uh, Johnson & Wells. Johnson & Wells. Yeah. Did you know Eric Dunn? Eric Dunn. No, I don't know Eric White Dunn. guy, shooter. Might have no. been a little bit before your time. Yeah, he might be before my time. I he was a South Florida guy there. with me. Yeah, yeah. I only did two years there. But anywho, 79-79, I'm at the line. Two free throws, smoke them both. Loses, lose us the game. You know what I'm saying? After a year of me just battling back through adversity and overcoming everything, to end my college career like that would have been like the perfect story, right? Mm -hmm. At the line, all year I've been battling uphill battles to start the last 12 games. So ending in at the line there, I wanted to walk away. I'm like, you know, it wasn't meant to be. If the story ended like that, it wasn't meant to be. So I, I, I got away from the game for like six months. I was like, I can do it. It's a trap. Like, I wanted to try something else. But then basketball is just one of those things, bro. It's like no matter what you try to do when you're born, like not when you're born in it, but when you have done it for so long, it's like everybody you know, everybody you're around, the media, you're still in tune with the game. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, it's more to the story. What were you battling in high college? Um, I think really I was just really battling um, becoming a point guard, bro. I think for small guys, like, that's tough, especially being from the Midwest. You know, where height is really not crazy. You know, your center might be six four, six five. So I could be an undersized. I two. think that's average. I think even regular, regular, even Florida. I mean, we ain't got yeah. tall guys down there, and we're not a basketball centric state. Football is still the the bread and butter down there. But we know that next level. But still, I mean, it ain't weird to see your your center in high school being six six. Right. You know, for most teams. Exactly. You know, you find that six eight plus guy that's a dime a dozen. And then you got to look at. You know, not only just, just stay on basketball too long, but you got to look at a lot of when a person don't have a position, I feel like it's almost like a job. Like it's a lot of guys who are very great basketball players and can market themselves in other lanes, but college and NBA and pro jobs, is, it's, a, it's a job. You got to fit the description of, okay, you're five foot nine, this is where I could put you, you know what I'm saying, at the one. You can't play the two. You know, so I don't ever feel like I was a nine to five type of guy. You know, I've been having my own entrepreneurial type of base since high school. So even with like the labels of basketball, I just thought like, yo, it'll come, I'll figure it out. So in the end, I think I figured it out. I was like, okay, I gotta play this position. If I wanna play, mm -hmm. I can't just score. But you still stepped away after those two free throws. Yeah, I, I stepped away after those two free throws. It was just, it was a lot, you know, it was a lot coming down, but I think all in all, I'm back. You know, with the big guard movement now, I'm trying to carry your army of small guards and bring them to the forefront of the game. So how long have you been working on this brand? A year, say year? a year, about a year and a half. Okay, That's, you're crushing it then. Yeah. From everything I see, man, you're doing great. Yeah, I'm doing great, but it's still a level of, of production. I think that's why I'm out here on the West Coast dealing with you. You see, you got the lights, the podcast, this, you got the background, you know what I'm saying? The Wii Sports, the hoop, like, I mean, this is West they Coast. They can't see that shit, but we yeah, they can't see it, but we, we gonna show you guys. This West Coast, like, the thought process. It's gonna be a good thumbnail going yeah, for the gonna, big guard hanging on the rim, right? It's gonna be great. Big guard, <laughs> you know, so, you know, West Coast, you need that type of uh, production, I feel, so. Mm -hmm. I think I still got those ways to go. Well, I think that was the great thing, and I think that's, uh, we've been talking about this, and then a lot of people I come across once I made it out here, 
and I don't say made it like I made it yet, yeah. but just when I got here yeah. physically, it's, you know, you bring that East Coast hard work, gritty mentality out here. People are like, just, whoa, whoa, come on, man. Take yeah. a break. Slow down. Yeah. Nah, nah, man. I left those crazy people on the East Coast to come out here, plant a flag. Yeah. Plant a flag. And grow and dominate, you know, just. Um, but again, it, it, it's always finding a way to be more optimal and efficient. For sure. And, um, you know, I, I think that's the interesting thing where you, I, you know, a lot of the characters we have on the show is we care about these athletes after sports. You know, I remember having plenty of guys talk to me and say, you know, basketball ain't going to last forever. But, you know, when you're thinking <laughs> like a high school guy with testosterone and shit just flowing through your brain. You, you're like, not trying to hear none of that. Like, I'm going to be a basketball player forever. What do you yeah. mean? I don't get hurt. I, I see those 60 picks in the draft and be like, yo, I can still be that. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, in high school, that's got to be your mentality. If that's not your mentality, if you already give, oh, I just, I'm just play overseas, that's cool. But I still feel like it's something has to be pushing you to the edge if you truly want to be able to walk away from the game and be, I gave it all I have. I think that was the great thing about Kobe Bryant's story. You in know? terms of what, what part? Uh, Just him being able to walk away from the game. And I just feel like he was at peace. Yeah. He gave it everything he had. Well, I mean, a lot of those guys, it's, you know, LeBron's is going to be interesting because he is at that, okay, can he still push and win this championship at 35? You know, very similar to MJ. Yeah. He was in his 34, 35 when he was uh, winning that last championship in 98. I just don't think LeBron is on the same. I think LeBron's on another magnitude from those guys just as far as uh, the timing or the development of him just as a player. You know what I'm saying? I think he, he understands the game. He understands what he needs to put into his body and how much money he needs to pay to actually perform at that level. So I think he got that part figured out. Yeah, I think. Just he, naturally. But I'm saying it's going to be interesting to see his slow digression the, yeah. from, the, from, the, from the physical because, you know, is that going to be him taking on a smaller role? Is he just going to say, You can't see it hey, right now. I'm going to step away from the game. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Because he could totally do That's that. That's what I think is going to go more into I think LeBron step away from the game is either I'm about to own this team or I'm about to start another league I think it's gonna be something like I think it'd be big. great for I think it'd be better for his legacy than going out like MJ yeah, or Kobe sure. where it was like we're just on our last whims MJ is a crazy person that just wants to keep playing like yeah basketball. For, for sure because that's I mean that's and that's, I love MJ for that he's I'm always I'm an MJ guy over all of them just because I, I love that I have that mentality I was yeah. like hey I'm I'm gonna work harder but you know Kobe what Kobe said you know he felt like he was having a new life after retirement, like after retiring. I feel like he went through a new new phase of just life. I think your connects, who you talk to, I think that's all valuable in basketball. Like you, you wanna, once you step away, you wanna be able to meet other people that's outside mm. of basketball, just to help progress your life and your mind, so. Mm. Well, I've spoken that's, on this plenty of times. big guard stuff. In terms of shit after basketball, but like, you know, what do you want these guys to know? You know, what what is it that, you know, not just you do with the channel, but from what you've seen in your experience, what do you see that these guys either they don't have or they're not working on? Um, my biggest thing is ball and out of ball energy. You know what I'm saying? My biggest thing is like energy. I like to talk about uh, a lot of young guys, especially highly ranked guys. It's a lot of swag, you know, but it's not a lot of energy. Like you are an entertainer. Yeah, you are a basketball player, but you got a thousand, ten thousand, fifty thousand people in the stands to come watch you put on a show. And I think energy is something contagious. So when I like to come see these players, I want players to play with energy. I want you to get an and one. Big guard! Like, look at the crowd. Like, I'm here. I'm him. You might be at an away game and you letting them know, like, I'm him. I'm here. You're going to feel this. I want the whole arena to be like, yo, that's the man in the building. And I think a lot of top guys who I go see, 
that's that's what I want them to really take away. And even if you're not a top guy, even if you're a smaller cat and you're trying to get some time or play more and, and win your coach over, I think energy. I want guys to know like your energy carries over and it's just not on the court, it's off the court. So I think we have a just America itself. We're we're weird in that. You know, it's okay to be proud to be an American. Patriotism, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. But like we have this puritanical way about humble yourself. Yeah, well, everything's humble. gotta be humble. You gotta be humble. Everything's gotta be this, and it's like, whoa, wait, wait, I have this either God-given talent or I'm fucking busting my ass to be this sure. high-quality, high-caliber athlete. Yeah. And because I, I wouldn't say I really got into the trash talking and you know the, the gloating on the level to say, yo, I'm here. It like, yo, I'm gonna it, get this deal. I broke Jim Beheim's hand because yeah. I was just trying to get that ball go down, do that yeah. Dion one day sure. in practice, <laughs> so it got me in trouble. But you know, I didn't learn that till being around, you know. I would say the the culture of a little bit more guys from around the country, and and just like that swagger, like you know, yeah. wait wait, I thought we we're on the same team, you know, but you got yeah. guys coming at your net like Devendorf, yeah, master trash talker, yeah, masterful trash talker, and will let you know every time you come down the floor, and you but know, you you love him though. Oh, he's my you guy. love him. yeah you you uh, you love that about him. But I'm saying I didn't get that right away. It's yeah. Like, what, what, this guy, shit, this guy's already coming at me. I'm a yeah. freshman coming in like I'm I'm battling. Low spot, I, shit, I gotta come at him now, you know? Yeah. And so I remember like older guys like Michael Carter Williams or Trevor Cooney, and they came in when they were freshmen, so they were a little tinier, didn't know their bodies physically yeah. as well. And I was 175, I was, I was a bit, that was my biggest guard moment. Yeah. So on that hand check, or just like, you know, leveraging myself, like being in a low position defensively all the time, those guys had such a hard time. Yeah, especially being 6'5", 6'6". Yeah, oh man, I, I I fucked with Mike so much, but like using that, yeah, or even like Scoop, who I've had on, or Dion, like they hated me in practice. But I also just knew, like, you know, again, finding your role, yeah. what's your job, like? All right, my job is to make sure these guys know their shit, but also, yeah. I want to push their them. position. Yeah. This is my opportunity. You brought, to, you brought, you brought some big guard energy. This is my opportunity to show up today. If, sure. I, if I treat this like a job, and I think, like, again, that's a hard, hard thing for athletes if they are deep on a, on a depth chart like no no no. you got to say okay who's number one who's number two and how can i beat them every single day in a yeah. job opportunity if i'm making more sales than them well coach has got to say you gotta give this guy a shot exactly. i remember my first uh aba team i played on in miami i got signed but they were like yeah we got this kid you know we drafted him in the draft we got him coming in and i busted his ass first few weeks of practice first game Brandon's starting point guard. Yeah. You know, it's, but again, it's, there's a certain level of craziness that has to go into that, but you also a certain level of moderation. Yeah. You have to be. You but know. you auditioning yourself for a job in front of tens of thousands and even millions of people when you're playing on TV. You know what I'm saying? You're oh, auditioning for a job. You even plan for the people to love you because somebody could see you and be like, yo, the fans love him. Let's, let's start a brand around this guy. Mm. So I just think younger athletes got to take it in more consideration and more fact that they're more than an athlete and that they're a brand. But like, that's what's interesting now with, you know, social media tools. I don't know. What years were you in college? Um, 2013 up until 2018. Okay. See, I went 2008, 2012. Okay. You know. So I'm right at I, I just got into Twitter like my senior year. Facebook was still like the thing. The Maybe thing. Instagram was barely Gosh. being used by a lot of us. Facebook was the thing. Like, I mean, I even used this story too. Like, we didn't even have tw Tinder or all yeah. them dating apps. I'd, I had to reach out to the girls with the Facebook poke. Yeah. That's when the Facebook poke game was like 
Legit. Facebook got the most simple, org- I mean, algorithm. You could just search a person name. I mean, that was like the thing. So it's like, man, if I establish myself then, and you know, again, there was plenty of guys I know who took better advantage of all that shit. Yeah, and they're popping now. Yeah. Yeah, they're popping now, so. So the consistency is key, but like, and then also being able to jump the gun, but um, is that something you want to promote to what, these kids? Is just, getting them on, you know, like you said, you yeah. want them being more prominent, you know, being having, having more swagger and carrying themselves better, but how do they do that on social media when you can get in so much trouble? I think they, they just need people to help them brand. So like with BitGuard, I, I, I do want to release some type of outlet to help players brand. I got to figure out just as far as the NCAA rules and what they have going on. But I think guys have to feel like they're playing for more than just, you know, their name. And they got something at stake. But that's what's interesting. I mean, that's the great rule for this year in the NCAA. You're allowed to use the likeness right. of your name. To make some money. Yeah. And, and, I, and that's the saddest part, man, about U.S. sports. Yeah. You know, we all claim that we want capitalism and we hate socialism and communism, but we have the most socialist forms of sports. Yeah where we don't let individuals you know we're so we want individuals we don't but we hate capitalism and shit it's like why aren't these guys able to make money off their likeness their name their physical traits and talents that they able to do like what what if i told you it wasn't yours we don't we don't got to get too deep in here but is i don't feel like anything is yours in terms of uh i feel like it's your it's yours that's something you take personally but i think the way the country has been structured from when you're born, the birth certificates to everything, you gotta abide, abide by the contracts. You gotta abide by the law. So, at a lot of times, the people who make those rules, I feel like they look at it as like we have ownership of everything. We're no, in control. No, I, I think that's the problem. You, you signing up to play for us in the NCAA? You give you giving us your name. That, We're going to put your name. But, on but I mean, that's what that's what's great with you know LeBron, Maverick Carter, and uh, who's LeBron's agent? Paul. Uh, Paul uh, Rich Paul. Rich Paul. Yeah. I was gonna say Paul Rich. I literally yeah, had Paul backwards. Rich. But that's the great things they've been doing. And then partnering with the state of California to say, hey, listen, we're going to pay our athletes, you know. And I, I think that's great for, again, for the free market as well as we're talking about this. We'll get into crypto, too, because I know that's yeah. where it's going to lead to. Decentralization. Yeah. Like having a small sect of people who have power and authority over a great amount of people. It's not, it's not what this country was founded on. Yeah. So now that we want to break and, you know, break up these institutions in order to help the individuals there's gonna be more things that I, built. Think, I think it's an amazing thing it's a beautiful thing and of course it's not gonna be perfect right away yeah We're, there's gonna be things I talked with uh, one of my former uh, coaches Jerry McNamara he was on the show and he coached at Syracuse and, you know and over time like since I've been playing there you know we got we got scholarship I got all my grant money back that year yeah. but at the same time you know and what's interesting is you know they say the investment of the player that we're giving to them for their scholarship. Oh, we're giving them that back. Well, like, what about all the money that your parents or your family members or your coach put into you to get you to that point? Exactly. And now you can't give them anything back. Because if anything, I remember when I was in school, I was giving grant money to help mom with mortgage payments it's and le- all that. It's, it's like it's it, levels to it, though, B. But I'm saying, like, again, if these guys are able to facilitate that, there's so they're not really capitalizing on that money. There's so much things that a lot of athletes and I'm a white kid, yeah. you know, I never rough or tough background. I'm, people yeah. have a lot harder than I did. Yeah. And imagine how much money they got to send back to help no. their family members. I think, but you got to look at why Duke and Kentucky and Calipari and coach K is the head of the, the recruiting pack. I mean, they're, they're coming with it. They're not knocking on your door. If, if, 
they're not talking a nice check for you and your family to be good for you to just come play basketball. So what do you think about uh, a few of these um, black uh, college ath- uh, high school athletes looking to go to HBCUs? HBCUs. Uh, I think How do you gonna, feel about that? I think the root, root of it all is I think a lot of those guys who can make the opportunity is going to have an opportunity to go play in the NBA. But uh, I think the HBCU structure, at the end of the day, it's not too many actual colleges owned by black people. It's just a history behind it mm-hmm. of them making historically black. I don't really think a lot of HBCUs is, is black owned and black powered. I don't from Howard. Well, we got to look into that because you have to look, you have to deep yeah. dive and do your research. Tell me what black organizational or people that started the HBCU. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, far as the people who work there, the majority of the kids is black. So we're going to give it a historically black type of imprint. But I don't know go. necessarily HBCUs at the root of the problem. Our institutions of higher education in the United States that were established before the Civil Rights Act, the intention of primarily serving the African American community. Most of these institutions were founded in the years of the American Civil War. Uh, 101 of them, private institutions. Black yeah. athletes. They control HBCUs as well. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that's the root of the problem. I don't think that's the. That's the root. I think uh, if if you we want to make a solution of change, you know, LeBron and those guys, they got to get into the root of that problem and get into those schools and, and pretty much figure out and help them create a budget to get these athletes there. Because at the end of the day, we still got to get TV contracts. Well, that's the thing. I think that, you know, I think, I don't know what that one kid's name is who just signed. The uh, seven-footer? Yeah, seven-footer. He seven went to Howard. Howard. Yeah. You know, but like even like a Mikey Williams. Like, again, those are guys we know they're going to be one and done. Yeah. You know? It's too much money at stake. Like, you could say HBCU or come take this million dollars from Coach K. But or, I mean, what do you get, a base 100, 100K, 500K for the G League now? They're, that they're claiming? That they're I mean, claiming. Those guys could pull that contract probably coming in because they're going to be pulling in again. Yeah, but the G League is a maybe because they're putting all those guys on the same team to play against some guys that's been up and down in the league. You don't think they're going to be trying to kill Jalen Green this year? You got a team full of high schoolers coming in to play some guys that's been up and down, trying to feed their family off 40000 Dude, I don't get think destroyed. people understand. Like, yeah, first of all, they grind the, different. the style of basketball is five out, maybe you got one guy coming up and down setting no your help, screen. No help, and it's no help. No help D anymore. It's just island. It, it, it's, it's street ball. Street, it's literally. Street. So, who got the most grit? But again, I mean, when you think about like, hey, especially that G League, D League, a lot of guys understand like, dudes are going to get them shots up. Yeah, they, they got to get some points. They got to get some stats. You ain't getting any ball movement or any of that. And I think what is it? I think the most interesting thing is, how are you going to have a coach like, even in the NBA when they get like in the huddle and they mic them up? Yeah, this dude's making twenty. 20 times less than me. I don't fucking care what yeah. he has to say. You think about that coach there, it's like, you think they're ever going to listen to him? Exactly. You know, they're just going out there, they're getting that bucket. Go. I mean, the amount of three-pointers in the difference. I think there's 30, difference of plus, minus 30 three-pointers compared to like in the 90s when I grew up watching, 2000s. Nobody was shooting the ball. I mean, what? They were shooting like 12 threes Yo, a game. I don't want to revisit the HBCU situation. No, 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 stay with us. Stay with but it. I think, like, you know how they had those big tournaments? I think, like, the Maui Invitational and mm-hmm. different things like that. I think if we want to empower the HBCUs, no matter who, who run it, because we know the school is majority black for us, the staff and the, and the students that are there. We're not talking about the root of who created it. Of course, we're in America. I think that 
our bigger athletes like LeBron, Clutch Sports, they're going to have to get their own invitationals and their own TV deals to broadcast this talent. The talent need broadcasted, and the schools need promoted. And the players coming there is one thing, but that's still not going to make them put Howard on TV. We all know that's contracts and that's deals. You know what I'm saying? But so that's the thing. It's like if, if those if kids like that are coming down a rotation now, it's going to bring attention. They're going to say, "Oh, this kid with his likeness is going to be filling in, making sure we're selling twenty thousand tickets, or right. ten thousand tickets, or I'm going to come see X Y Z kid come play." I still feel like they need the structure because they could get Mikey Williams and the team could be bad. You know, so they're going to have to come with some money. We're going to have to put pour some money into it because it's still hard. A million dollars or represent your people. Well, Michael Wilbon says it's great. Like, you know, why are all these kids wanting to go to Kentucky, Duke? Because just like 70 years ago, 70 years ago, they weren't even letting black kids in there. Yeah, but the money. Kentucky is one of the richest states. I have one of the biggest followings in Kentucky. Going well, it's a to big the, basketball state. It's, it's money. It's a lot of money there. Know if it's, money. it's a lot of money in what Kentucky. You, what, money, what are you getting paid for? Yo, basketball training? Land. Though it's something about it. It's a catch-22 with everything. Like, we might look at L.A. and be like, yo, it's a lot of money here. It's a lot of money moving in out of here. A lot of people. But where that money is sitting at and growing, don't play with Kentucky. I'm trying to tell you. All my people in Kentucky, man, shout out to y'all. Uh, the Grind Sessions, Mustang Madness, Kentucky Series. How do you know money is going in and out of Kentucky, though? Um, that's, a, that's a broad statement. That's a that's when I did. I'm looking at tax wise and tax revenues, and they ain't got that much money. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by the Midwest places that it's really nothing to no, do. I'm not, not. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying. I actually, I actually met a porn star. Really? Who, said, who who lives in Vegas and said, "Yeah, I make a lot of my money in Missouri and Kentucky." In terms of like, she goes there. She goes there and make her money. She got well, people there who know, got a lot of land. A lot of porn stars end up making their money just. The money is in the land. I think that's what I think that's what we got to start looking at. The money is in the land. Don't knock the porn stars, but you know, just getting paid, you know, a certain X amount of dollars a night to spend no, with somebody. No, but, but she's already on the West Coast in Vegas, where the scale of money, she's close to Cali. It's it's a lot of more money out here. You would think it's a lot of more money moving, but the money is in the land. You can't you can't get that much land in L.A. You got to. Oh yeah, yeah, you can't get much that much land, but so, a, but a matter of you know what's going to surround your property. So that's what I'm telling you. It's people in Kentucky who you know they got land, they got the animals on there, they might grow things, they might outsource it. I mean, you know, insource it, outsource it, whatever I'm looking to say. But what I was able to see when I went there and I I did a couple tournaments, the Mustang Madness, Grind Session, Prolific Prep, one of the top prep schools out here in California with the number one player in the nation, Jalen Green. They come to Kentucky and play well, course, well, multiple Kentucky times a year. Basketball state, it's not even about being basketball. Yes, it could be a basketball state, but you don't think – how you think they're getting here from Cali? What do you mean? How you think they're getting here from Cali? Boosters. Of course. People, of course. people from Kentucky are but, paying them to come there and play in a league. That's different. From it's a league. The university, I'm, I'm saying. You know, okay. UK and Louisville. Why, a lot of why isn't it a big prep league out in California then? Why isn't there a big prep league out here? Yes, where you guys fly people in from the East Coast. Because what I'm telling you, everybody meet in Kentucky from New York City, um, L.A., they all meet in Kentucky. It's boosters. It's people who pulling them in with money. Well, what prep schools are there? Um, prolific prep. You got, what's the school out of Kentucky? I mean, out of New York. They got um, Posh Alexander, guy going to St. John's. Um, I'm going to get the name. Well, I just don't think that California needs to have a prep league. They can do, they can pull that stuff off in their private school. No, I'm telling you, it's money in Kentucky because they're getting all those guys to come there, and I mean, every game isn't sold I mean, out. 
I don't think high school basketball is pulling in that much money compared to investment banking or, you know, I think horse races and horses are bringing more money in than basketball. Okay, I, they they might will, but I'm trying to tell you, the it's Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Kentucky has some money. Don't sleep on Kentucky. That's all I'm saying. It's I, a reason why I, I, it's a reason why Coach Kyler Perry. That's why the university, university it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. The university. university is connected to the state. You you don't think Coach K got to get in with those banks to be like, yo, we need some guys down here. No, All right, we're going to give that's, every... That's too far-reaching. You need more proof for that. I need more proof for that. Okay. You, you need proof. You can't just okay. say that. Uh, big, guard, big guard isn't going to say that, you know, the University of Kentucky is paying these players no, big bucks saying, to come we're there. we're saying a college, college basketball player has direct connections with banks. I'm not saying I, – I totally believe they have he connections don't. with boosters. Yeah, they got – they probably they, – mom, yo, open this bank account. This guy here is going to take care of you. Yeah, but that's not directly associated that the bank is doing that. That's individuals look, who look, are using – creating bank accounts. Look at me in my face. I met a powerful man from a small, from a small place where I'm from. With a lot of power, I watched it with my eyes. Well, let us know, man. The, the bank. I can't. I can't give give you the spill. All I'm saying is, is, is power in those places. It's powers to be like, yo, Brandon Reese, big guard with you. Okay, when big guard come in the bank, he's connected to Brandon Reese. So whatever big guard want, you guys better make sure it happen. All them got power there. Kyler Perry is changing lives at the University of Kentucky, I'm not and it's because he got the state behind him. And the state coming with real ends. It's not a lot of people trying to pull this money. You got places like California so big and so many people. It's a tug of war on the money. It's going this way, going that way, going this. In Kentucky, in those small places where people don't want to be, it's a catch to it all. It's a catch to it all. It's a lot that you could accumulate and put to plan of action if you wanted it. Well, listen, I mean, what I was going to say. I'll be a more successful trainer in Kentucky than California. I, th I, think that's, financially. I think it's true that just because your taxes are cheaper, cost of living is cheaper, and... I think people It's don't, not a million of you. There's not a what? A million of you. That too. I think a lot of people, like, you know, you're working out in Florida. Like, a lot of people don't understand, like, going and tackling things in smaller markets. You don't necessarily have to come to California. Yeah, there's a lot of people here, and it's great that there's so many people that want to make stuff happen constantly, creating, 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 right. producing, producing, producing. But at the same time, you can make that happen anywhere. And yeah. everywhere. It's a little, maybe a little tougher. But it's more hands in the pots the bigger places you go. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, the simple. So, I, how, if we had a pot, we know. If, if they say, yo, you can have a pot of five people and you can pull out, or you can have a pot of 20 people and you can pull out, you know that this pot of 20 is going to take a much more people that you got to please and make happy than if you got a pot of five people with an idea that you can execute here. Yes and no. I, I think, I think in, the, in the end, if you have good marketing and you know how to sell something, it's all about sales. If you can go and sell course. somebody why they need to be But you know, to you. you know the more people you got on your team, the, the um, harder it is to keep the structure and what you want yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if we want to talk about power, we can talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Now, yeah. that's that's out of the world power but i'm just telling you don't that's, sleep on don't power. sleep on kentucky because you'll go to kentucky and a guy will be like yeah i own all of this land you might be like yo you don't really got much to no to, to, no no I, I i i'm with you man i'm just not the saying, money I'm, is I'm, in I'm, the I'm, land my people I'm, I'm not sure where it's coming from and real estate is yes a great investment i'm from the midwest bro i i didn't study i didn't been all around the country i'd have been out of the country it's something about the Midwestern states that you go to, and you might be like, man, it's nothing going on No, here. no, no, I'm not doubting that at all. I'm not doubting that They're at all. They're paying high school athletes in Kentucky. I'm spilling the beans. It's real. Let's go back into that. We're talking about power. It's real. Epstein, what do you think? Kill himself not kill himself? Didn't kill himself. Didn't kill himself? Knew too much. Knew too much. Knew too much. What do you think is going to happen with this new... Uh, She's done. Hit, hit her She's right, done. right-hand woman. She's over with. She's done? It's over. I think they get they, they uh, It's over, man. She's like, yeah, she's got COVID already in the hospital. It's over, man. 
and she's already been on suicide watch and we got to watch her you got to understand b a lot of and <laughs> i'm i'm not bringing up race to talk about our differences you can bring it up but like you said at syracuse i didn't i didn't have a very rough background to see this so some things you could be blind to you could kind of be like ah, nah people not really doing that because from where you from Agreed. you know what i'm saying a lot of things you ah, nah, people do that to themselves but it's a situation in society where i'm from that after years of getting out of that society and going back and studying it i can see why the black on black crime is high you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying i can see why poverty is high i didn't watch them take businesses and jobs out of our neighborhood now it's a survival of the fittest you know yeah. So, at the same time, even when we talk about them higher ups, we're we're ants. They up there on some whole something ain't gonna make the news. This is not gonna make the news. It's some stories that don't make the news. B, it's power like that. Agreed. Don't make the news. It won't make the news. And we could create the story. When we could create the headlines and the story, we could control anybody we want to. I, I that's think, the strongest thing about media. But that's interesting about these conspiracy nuts, where it's like. You, you see, before we started the show, how much news I'm listening to yeah, over here. You was listening to The Matrix. <laughs> 2150 COVID cases here. We got to oh. get the kids back in school. No, we can't get the kids back in school. All the kids going to die. I don't know kids could carry the COVID home. Like, this, come on, This man. is what everybody says. So I, listen, on, I listen to everything at 1.5 or 2, two COVID times COVID-19, bro. They planned that. That's a plan. No, stop. That's a plan. Stop. Watch Bill Gates on CNN. If you, stop. If you don't believe me, type in Bill Gates CNN. We're turning it off. Stop. Bill Gates been talking about COVID-19 since 2016. And at the beginning of the year, he told us the whole timeline of COVID. Listen, I will. It's a plan. I will relate to you on the point you said. Plan pandemic. When certain groups of people or even like entire sects of people get completely disadvantaged from and taken advantage of, they lose trust. And, sure. you know, we're seeing that right now with the media not being a great substantial form of trust. There's really no trust that they're going out there and actually investigating the people and the, the powers. This that country be. pull you all different type of ways. And so we're seeing that now. Yeah. And when, when we see that and now you see, you know, like I said, well, Bill Gates is probably just fucking with people. It's not actually a virus. Like my thing is, I'm not saying mess with people. He's one of the guys behind it. I'm saying, I'm saying. He didn't step down from Microsoft right before the market crashed. You're saying you know. And went to CNN every day. You're saying you know. I'm saying I don't know. You could say you don't know, that, but but that's he, the difference. He stepped down from Microsoft. Maybe. Right, but no, he did. It's in the news. That was the news. He sold his shares, so he got over on somebody because he knew the market was gonna crash. Oh well, well he. And then he hopped on the news for the next three months with him and his wife explaining COVID. He's been fucking with all that stuff. Forever. Your vaccines, all, all of that. I mean, when you get to that billion dollar mark. Whoa, whoa, vaccines. You're not a vaccine guy? No. Why not? Yo, show me show me where in the Bible and God. Anything that you could put it. I, I don't know. Good. That's, 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 a the, tough, better, that's, that's a the best answer you can I don't know. I'm, I'm not talking about vaccines. Good. I'm not getting into that. All I'm saying is with the whole Bill Gates finance, I just think once you get to a billion dollars, it's, it's no longer, like even probably 100 million, it's no longer, no, 100 million, it's still about money. But I think once you get to that billion, you lose touch with actual reality, surface problems. You know what I'm saying? That's why you see a lot of billionaires get divorced. Like Dr. Dre just got divorced from his wife. Uh, that's a, that's a shady one, got man. Divorced. The no, Dr. Dre one shady, man. No, but, I, but I'm saying you got a guy who, yo. I'm I've, a, I've sold $3 billion yeah, in headphones. I'm now above. I, I, she's like, I want half. 
it's not about it. It doesn't matter. He could give up half. I'm just saying he could give up half and not lose sleep. I'm Why? Just, I, I don't care. You can't come in and take the man's half. Shout out to my man Rob Giannis. It's all about relationship currency. A guy told you me you can't that. take the dude's half. It doesn't man. matter. Have it. If I could get, if I got ten people, I could. It call. doesn't matter. If I could call ten people and get twenty-five billion, it's the principle. I'm good. It's not the principle. Yes. It's an imaginary number. It's monopoly money. It is. It is. It is monopoly money. But you're gonna pay taxes on everything you buy here. Welcome to America. You had to pay for every everything you want. Here. Yo, did you see that stat that came out? What? That seventy percent, I think it was, was taxes that people just aren't paying, or like. The bottom 70 percentile of finances in the U.S. or people in the financial bracket are the ones who pay taxes. People yeah. in the upper 30 percent don't ain't putting their taxes in at all. And I, like you said, I, I, I agree with you. I think the relatable thing is socioeconomically there is people are getting raped and they're getting taken advantage of as a people. Like you said, like, oh, well, I'm doing this. It's all, it's all fake, you know, yeah. and everybody knows that, except everybody doesn't know where to come together on the, the, on the, the problem. The, bo- the bottom tier believes in it. The bottom tier was sold the dream, but the top no, we, we knows all, the dream. They rule it. But they know the dream. But I think all of us right now just we're, we're going through these growing pains of like we're all frustrated and we're mad, but we just haven't been able to, to direct it in one point. You know, you got people on the right who are saying Donald Trump's not back. Yeah. Like, the dude's a billionaire who knows all these people partying with Epstein. Like yeah. he's as inside as Bill like, Clinton is. Even those guys like, come on, man, they put a cap on a, the age of women you could sleep with by state. Missouri, 17. Some stay 16. Some stay 18. You then you got the Epstein story of him just completely taking a taking advantage of these girls' youth. You know what I'm saying? It's terrible. You don't think those higher heads put that cap on an age limit because to to kind of like breed the general population of even thinking in that direction? See bro? again, that's what the conspiracy is. We got you want to you want to we can think about you want to drive the direction of the masses opposite of the direction you're going. Because if you don't, then yes and no, it, it abuses your power. Yes and no. I, I think that your country is only going to be better. It's only going to be better for you if you're in the upper tier. If you have more people being successful in terms of like just mediocre success, like even middle class success. Like, okay, what, saying, what's the country though? Huh? What's the country? What do you say mean? the country success. What, what does the country has to do with the individual people that? Um, because we're a collective. We're, we're a bunch of different people from 50 different states who come together in order to make this machine, this American dream that we wanted to create, this project that started 244 years ago, that we wanted to steer it in this direction. And that's like even the beautiful part about the founders who wrote this amazing piece of paper, that they were flawed themselves and they owned slaves. It's just like, where's there, there's the catch-22 right in that. But like, I, I think- that These a- guys were fucked, even though they wrote this beautiful thing to try and make equality between races and genders and stuff, it's a but world they still couldn't government. do it. It's a world government. But even though. the world wasn't ready for it. Yeah, I, I agree. But I'm saying like that's the beauty in it, and that's like the flaw in right. these individuals themselves. So that's where this process is something that's malleable, that we need to be able to rotate and change and, and mold into where it's going because you know, that's the crazy thing about our parents and all that. You know, they didn't have cell phones yeah. and the internet. Like, you know, you, you had to write papers in school. You had to do all this shit. Like, it's hard stuff worrying about yeah. getting thrown out of school because you, you wrote the wrong thing in there. But that's, like, quality. That's credibility. And now they don't know how to be credible because they weren't taught that. Yeah. They weren't taught to say, oh, you know, your mom and dad tell you something, but now you have a cell phone in your hand. Like, what'd you tell me? Right. 
I just looked that up. You're full of shit. Yeah. You told me I was going to die. Like, I'm not going to die when I take this pill or if I do this thing. Like, hold on. I mean, you, you feel like this country built you up for success? Is what? Did the country build you up for success? Like all the structures and so parts of society that they put you in from staying in school eight hours a day? No, no. That's something, not, that's something I'm a big, I'm bigger proponent against. You know like, what I'm saying? Then you go to work for eight to nine hours. Don't you feel like it's conditioning? Eddie, so Griffin, Eddie Griffin could, had a great quote in the movie The New Guy. came out in like early 2000s. Sex is just, uh, high school is just like prison. Sex you get, you don't want, and the sex you want, the sex you... I'm butchering it right there. Yeah, it's good. But we, just like we, high fences, in. you can't escape, you got to watch time. Like, we don't actually go to the bathroom. We don't treat people, let them sit under a white fluorescent lights all day. I can't believe I used to get told I can't go to the bathroom. What type of shit is that? What? What is that, bro? Like, you can't, think about it. You can't go to the bathroom. I should have whipped out my dick and pissed. On the floor. <laughs> I should have whipped out my dick and pissed on the floor at least once. <laughs> at least once. I probably was scared of my side. Dude, dude, it's nuts. It's nuts that like that. You're totally right. The authority that they want to establish because I don't think those systems, like you asked, build you into, you know, a different person, a, a person that goes outside the system, that yeah. entrepreneurial. I, I wanna, got. I, I got to escape and do my own. I thing. got in trouble once, and I used to get in trouble with probably the same three or four guys. And I remember the principal looking at us in our eyes and like, "Yo, you know, if this continues, you guys is gonna." end up in prison um three, what were you doing that three, was so bad that he said that um you know just not listen to the teacher i mean I, I used to bully people i used to put paper paper balls in my shirt tell girls i got bigger titties than them i used to do normal jock shit you know normal dumb shit yeah, None, yeah. normal dumb but like in the in the vast majority of you had these dudes who used to follow me as well because i was a smarter guy mm -hmm. but it's guys who end up in prison, you know what I'm saying? Because they get told their whole life, you're bad, you're bad, or you're in trouble, you're in trouble. So I think you grow up and you kind of start living into that. It's a conditioning. I don't think the condition of our people is the best in the United States. I no. don't think they condition us to be like, go be the best you can be. Like I said, I think that there is a small group and sect of people who, I think the stock market's like a big, a big example. Yeah. Like when you think about who owns 95 or 90% 90 of stocks, it's the top 1% yeah. of, of money makers in this country. I'm not a top 1% maker. I own stocks. I don't own the amount of stocks that they own. But the fact that, you know, when we have this pandemic and we have these problems that we're injecting $5 trillion into a market when we know that only this many people own it. And it's like, we're just not taking care of people. Like you said, the upward mobility and upward mobility for socioeconomic status. That's what I'm status, saying. They are, they're even at the point of their balancing power. But like, see, now we have to be able to find how do we target which way to the, which direction to go to pull both of our energies into that same direction and not even just two people hundreds of millions of people who feel like they're getting taken advantage of right now i think i think heaven has to be real heaven has to be real because <sighs> come back to earth baby because come back to earth. because okay we're coming back to earth everything moves in come a, back to reality but if this is reality everything moves in a down down spiral meaning like I'm not saying it's not going to be highs, not going to be lows. It's all a perspective and a mindset. But if we're talking about the masses and majority, the majority is always going to be fucked up. But that's why we have to empower them and and create, give them it, hope. It, it, you could give them hope, but if you if you empower them too much, that affects the people at the top, and they're not going. That one percent, that one percent towel, they want the mass media like the news you listen to. They, yeah. they want to sell a billion masks. But but yes they, and no, because I, I, don't, I don't think, I think that even those people and, you know, where I get away from conspiracy theories is that all those people that are in the top, 
you know, who want to control this. You think they believe in God? Do they believe in you? Not in God. Let's, let's keep that out. We won't dive into the, the, I mean, we, the, it's not even in God, but do you think they no, believe no, in I anything? I think that there's still people. And the fact that... They got, they care. No, no, they can be fucking idiots I'm too. asking you, do they care? Do you think if you have a billion dollars, you care? No, the, the you cannot gain a billion dollars caring. The problem is that their business, and yeah, that, you that, can't gain a billion dollars caring. The mindset of a corporation and business is not for people. Yeah, you can't. It's not. And but at, at the same time, we can do capitalism the way we have it so much better. We can. We can. We have enough tools. We have enough food. We have enough food in the world to feed everybody, but we can't even feed everybody and get it to the right people. We got people throwing food out. Yeah. And garbage cans here, and you're for like, sure. Jesus Christ, you've been to Sk- have you been to Skid Row out there? Uh, Skid Row. It's it's one of the craziest places in the world where there's tens of thousands of homeless people in the wealthiest country in the world. You go down there, it looks like I've been to some slums like in India and other places around the world. I would have never been more scared and seen something more shocking and eye opening than just about Skid two, Row. Skid Row two miles that way. Oh, okay. literally. See how I'm pointing? Yeah. It's that way. And the fact that we allow that to happen and that we don't want to say, hey, you know, we even like put those money points out. Like, hey, we put $60 billion towards this. We can resolve the homelessness, whether that's going you to be. You think America is the richest country in the world? I don't know if we are or China is at the moment, but. Yeah. You but, think we, but in terms yeah. about the money we have, well, we are because of all the fucking monopoly money that we can create. The way the Federal Reserve is set up and even the deals we have with Saudi Arabia. So we have the petrodollar. So every dollar of gas that they sell they have to use this U.S. dollars. Every money we create. Yeah, yeah. So that's the weird thing. Like, I'm so scared the way we're acting in the world and countries are cutting us out right now yeah. and saying you can't travel in because you guys are so fucking sick with this virus and you're not treating it seriously. Yeah. But, you know, financially, we have set ourselves up and militarily so well around the world that, you know, we still want to say swing the biggest dick yeah. out on the block to say, hey, you're going to you want to slip up? You want to fuck with us? We'll put these sanctions on you. We'll fucking starve people in the country. That's fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, that's a fucking big dick tool, right? That's a big yeah. guard tool, right? That's there. a big guard tool. That's a big guard tool. <laughs> See, we, we we got a little bit. We got a little bit it, it, into politics, and um, I'm I'm. I no, rightfully so, because these questions again, why I do podcasts and why I think podcasts are important, and even these long form conversations is whether you or I agree on things. Conversation need to happen, and we have to be able to find, like we talked about, with understanding. Hey. How do different minority teammates of mine have a lot harder situation, even though I might be in a tough situation? How can I relate to them? It's empathy, you know, to understand where someone else is coming from and why and how their situation. But, it, but it's almost like you can't because you you haven't really lived it. Like you, you can see you, it. You, you won't be you able to live it. You might not be you able to live those, it. You, you, know, you can't abide those feelings. My biggest thing is like. No, but it's understanding to understand yeah. like, hey, let me give that person the time, the energy, and let, let me try to relate to them in whatever way I can. And show them the compassion because it's yeah. a problem. We, we, we don't shut up and just listen to somebody because yeah. everybody's got some shit, man. Yeah. Like, like said, I said, the masses, we all got some shit going on. Yeah, we, we all do. We all do. I think uh, the biggest thing with people, and, and we can lead this topic, I think wealth, the riches, is the people who are the actual money. It's not the monopoly money they give us. It's the people. I think the richest people in the world do a great job of controlling the masses. Yeah, but what do they want to control? Um, I mean, the mines. I mean, they they selling COVID like crack right now. You know what I'm saying? They're not selling it. People are dying. No, I know people that are dying okay, from COVID nineteen. That, that's man. cool. We could we could we could pay hospitals to mark people off from COVID. We could we could tell you, you got regular costs. Do you symptoms. have proof that happens? 
For sure. I know you got to show got, documents. You got to show people, proof. I know people that got letters in the mail about COVID, but I also know it's like everybody say, until it hit close to I home. I went and got home and listen, tested. I'm clean. Until it hit close to home, you don't know. But it's already been so many errors in the testing. I mean, like. But it's a new disease. It's a new sh- mutation of the coronavirus. They didn't just come out with COVID-19, but they created it. Period. Everything was created. You think they were trying to crash they created world it, markets yeah. and world economies? And let, let's, it, let's them think. Let's attack the world government. Let's, let's attack the world government. The people with power, let's attack the government. The United States worked for Jeff Bezos. Is, Those is, there, built, is, there, is there brash statements, man? You got to have backing on no, this. No, that is real. The post office opened on Sunday because of Jeff Bezos. All I'm saying post is... Post office is open Sunday now. Yeah, because of Bezos. Why? Because his deal with uh, the U.S. post office deal with Amazon. Did they bail them out? I don't know what they did, but anyway. I know they were looking for a bail out yeah, the postal he, system. Yeah, he, he, he got them more jobs. He got them keeping their whatever's rolling. But, but the, All I'm saying is their biggest thing is how can we control the masses? How can we control how is who the, the most people we can control? Something like that, though, man. No, I'm just saying he the fact that a citizen, the country works for a citizen, is kind of backwards power. I, I agree that he has you know, way Trump too much power. Trump would never speak of Bezos. Well, they go at it all the time. Yeah. Bezos owns the Washington yeah, but Post. He, yeah, but he tries. It's the reason why he, why, why you think he, he owned the Washington Post not only to promote his, but now that's an outlet to control minds. People believe and read the Washington Post. Well, you can believe it, but again, like I, I read the Washington Journal, Wall Street Journal, and the New York Post. But you feel New like York some, Times, you me. feel like some is more credible than the other based on the person who's writing it. If, if you a real deep diver. No, I believe it if they have. Through up to two or three sources, which certain media hubs do. Okay. So, like I say, if I'm reading something from Russia Today, RT, which I'll try and get different perspectives from different places around the world, because exactly. I think that's important, I still understand. I got to understand where it's coming from. And I get to, again, that's where you got to garner the empathy to say, why do people in Russia are saying this? Why is this news organization owned by the Russian government saying all, I, all I'm saying is, we can end it right here. Everything's a creation. The hoop bus was a creation. Big Guard was a creation. COVID-19 was a creation. And it's all marketing behind it. You know what I'm saying? This is the marketing of COVID, the vaccines, Listen, the tests. I'm glad you're wearing a mask when you came in the house. You're wearing a mask around I'm, town. I'm just letting you know. It's it's, it's marketing. If we, if we could get everybody else on this page of this um, this disease, man, when the vaccinations come around, the same way you got people lining up you to get the You getting a test. vaccine? No, I'm not getting a vaccine. Why not? I'm good, bro. If I go like this, this is how I go. Everything's a creation, bro. Yeah, but again, we create money. Us as people, we gotta quit looking for a bailout, and we gotta create money. How do you create? But money? we're not looking for a bailout. We live in a group of people. No, but I'm trying to make sure everybody's healthy. I'm talking about the majority. Oh, and, I need a. I can't get a job, so I'm broke. I can't do this. You can create money, whether it's a hustle or you create an idea. You gotta use your intellectual property. All I'm saying is everything is a creation, Brandon. It's nothing here that's. Yeah, yeah. This this is killing people. They created it. They created the narrative. They created the marketing. They created who to go through, who to target. It's all a marketing tactic. You know what I'm saying? It's only leading into the new world order. It's time for a change, man. Listen, Money's leaving. You, it's a new world order, man. You have a good connection to the youth, and you empower them. I'm just saying, if you're going to come in with you know, the conspiracies, you got to you, – you can't – it's, a crowd, it's, how like, is that it's a cons- like shouting. But how is that a conspiracy saying things are created? Well, in terms of the COVID. I think COVID's still something, again, I don't know. Man. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just kind of look at it from a uh, No, 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 listen, I'm open, is, and bro. I totally agree that people, and these people with a very affluent people with a lot of money, billions and billions of dollars, are way too powerful and have way too much control and sway over how things are dictated. They have no touch, they have no touch in reality. And they to, don't. To society. And I'm with That's you on that. That's why I'm trying to tell you. You saying Bill Gates studying COVID to help people, 
No. I'm saying, it's not happening. do you know how many people he's given, he's saved from malaria and other infectious diseases? You know how many he saved? I don't know. You know Let how much know. money he's given away to donate to people? What is money? What is money to Bill Gates? Exactly. He's given away half of his money so far in order to help people. Who, in the Melinda Gates, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, People right? in Africa who okay. are dying from malaria, he's made is sure. Is that a nonprofit? I have no idea. It is a nonprofit. A profit or non-profit. I think it's a nonprofit. But I'm saying, he, he, listen, as much as I think he's way too powerful and done things, at the same time, this is the guy who's been warning people, hey, this disease is happening. And contrary to who the gentleman is or not, the person, when it comes down to a. Bro, he coming out with vaccines. Well, when it comes down to an infectious disease. I listen to the experts, the scientists, okay. and right now he is someone that's been studying this. He's a former computer engineer, owner, business entrepreneur. But right now, when it comes down to the disease itself, this is something we're all still trying to figure out. It's the U.S. is not taking it seriously. I'm even like pissed off at my family because they're not taking it seriously in Florida, the hot spot. Yeah. And again, I, l I lived in New York. I know people who've died in New York. People who work on the front lines, message me every day. I have an interview with the hospital yeah. manager in Florida. It's like. They just, they just need people to take it seriously. This is something that we haven't dealt before. We haven't dealt with a pandemic in a hundred years. So this, this shit and how it's going to affect us, it's just going to be different. And we all don't know how to act. We're all acting our own way. It's driving everybody crazy. And it's too early to point, point fingers. There's going to be fingers to point at on who to blame and whatnot. So I'm just saying. It ain't, it's nobody to blame. It's what it is. <laughs> it's what it is, B. Big guard. It's what it is. I love you, man. I love that you came out on the show. I'm glad we got this podcast shot and running yeah. um please let people know where they can find you in terms of uh whether it's the content the youtube content whether it's uh i know you got a new podcast coming out yeah or anything sure. you want to promote episode man with robert yandis zing it out hey big guard you can find me at big guard on ig well uh one g b-i-g-u-a-r-d um youtube big guard you can just type in big guard my stuff gonna pop up so that's pretty that's a good feeling yeah uh twitter big guard b-ball and you know just stay in tune we're gonna be covering a lot about the nba bubble a lot of podcasts, a lot of we more. We didn't even get into the NBA realistic. Bubble, man. Yeah, we didn't get into a lot. We went to the Sperry dark hole. Yeah, we went into a, 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 a hole that's so deep. But next time we you come out, we're, we're gonna have no, it again. for sure. So um, you're on, you're welcome on the show, man. Whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. You just say Reese. I got I got so we gotta talk, and I say. Call set through. It up. So yeah, big art basketball, man. Y'all stay in tune. Uh, I'm the only vlogger of the game. So when you guys see somebody else vlogging basketball games, just know big guard sent them. So. You know, that's what I'm here to change the game and do, man. I'm here to give you the big guard experience. Going to your favorite high school, college player games, and we're vlogging it. No more highlights. Ball is live, overtime. Y'all can have it. Big guard is here to really give y'all the real and what's the up close and personal of these games. So that's my outlook on basketball, and that's that's the big guard way. You I said, big guard! <laughs> we got a big guard! Simple. Yo, thank you so much, man, for jumping on the show. And everybody, make sure you go check out Juan's stuff. Big guard. Big don't guard, don't guard, message guard. me about any COVID related things though. I'm 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 off that. He's That's stri just strictly strictly ball. Strictly uh, ball in life, man. But thank you everybody. Uh, follow Big Guard if you're new to the channel. If you're already on the bus already, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the show. Press that share button. All and like the video. Comment on the video. It's how more people can find all this content, all these conversations that I'm having with incredible people from all around the world who do some interesting, cool ways and have unique perspectives on the human experience. So get out today. We are no sponsors. We got no one pumping any cash into us. We're soul-minded. I'm the only one putting the gas in this bus. So everybody, get out there. Empower yourself today. Take the first step whatever direction you want to go. And remember, you're either on the bus 
or off the bus. Peace. Oh, yeah. Which is the most uh, for those who.